right, shalom. Welcome everyone. We are having a midnight tour study. So this will be very unofficial, lots of tags and lots of topics. But the cool thing is, is I have the Teen Titans here with me and I want to introduce you to them. So one of my fellow Avengers is here as well. And so we'll start with him and then you'll get to meet the Titans. Shalom, Zolan here. Shalom, uh, Hawkeye. Shalom, this is Ayn Koak. Shalom, this is Habazak. And I want to let you know this is not Teen Titan, this is Teen Titan and Avenger. This is a very ambiguous, ambitious crossover. <laughs> so done. Shalom, I'm Luach. Shalom, it is Ish Hasid. Come on. In the house. All right, so we are about to get started with a lot of stuff, so everybody suit up. And here we go. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Bakar Banu Mikol Hamim Venatan Lanu Etorato Baruch Atah Adonai Noten HaTorah Amen Alright. Who's going? Oh, I'll start first and then I'll just bag in. So, to those who have heard, uh, Unleash the Kraken. Oh. Uh, that's the name of the Parsha Drush oh. from uh, Parsha Korak. Oh. So, myself and each Pelad decided to bring some insights uh, from the tour portion. And in the middle of that podcast, you may have heard me kind of freak out because I was looking in chapter 17 and realized if you look at chapter 17 in a humash versus a regular Bible, that 15 verses are missing. What? So, for example, in the humash, chapter 17 starts with verse 1, but it goes all the way to verse 28. But... In an English Bible, chapter 17 starts at verse 1 and goes all the way to verse 13. So where in the world are those other 15 verses? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because on Shabbat, when I pulled up my Orthodox Jewish version of the Bible, chapter 17 in the English Bible starts in chapter 16 at verse 36. So for the first half of chapter 17, you're going to be in chapter 16 if you have an English Bible. So uh, nothing is missing, which is like a major Baruch Hashem, because uh, myself and each Pela were kind of like, what? Uh, and so, but either way it goes, it's still great to learn Hebrew. And sometimes, Things are actually missing, but in this case, it's not. So, just wanted to pass that information along to everyone. So, all is well. Do you, uh, do you want to do Kuchat a little bit? I'll be right back. Let me get the translator for you. Get you some. Better hurry back and I buzz up. Oh <laughs> Hero puns. So are we doing, are we going to dip into it? Everything. Okay. So just to let the listeners know, there are a lot of sources on this table right now. 
Like, I've never seen this many sources. Two suitcases, not one suitcase, two suitcases. So, just to kind of give an idea of some great sources, first of all, I'm going to start with anything Art Scroll is pretty much a guarantee. Uh, so, you have the Jewish wisdom of the numbers, you have um, the, the stone edition uh, Humash. You have Baal HaTurim. We got, a, uh, we got Rashi. What else we got our scroll over here? Uh, uh, Tanakh. Um, the Stone Edition Tanakh. And is that our scroll? Mm -hmm. oh, the yeah. Sefer Mitzvot. Yes, you need to get the Sefer Mitzvot if you can, because that will be throat chops all day. What is that? Pure okay. Avot. Uh, some non-art scroll uh, sources that we have. Obviously, the Kehot Humash. We have the Kehot Tehillim Midrash. I forgot. Oh, this is my favorite. I call this the Little Boo Book. This is from Art Scroll, so we're going to go back real quick. This is called the Proverbs. It's a whole series they have uh, on the writings, and there's specifically a volume for Proverbs. So if you uh, don't know anything about that, you'll probably hear that in the Drosh tonight at some point, but uh, uh, other things that are not art scroll, the Midrash says, and just so the listeners know that the rabbi is Moshe Wiesman. So Rabbi Moshe Wiesman. Another great one is Pirke de Rebbe Eliezer, translated by Abraham Yaakov Finkel. What other sources we got? Oh, Sephorno. Can't go wrong with Sephorno. And how could we forget the Zohar? But that's only if you've been in Torah for like more than a hot minute. If you don't understand that terminology, ask your rabbi. Um, Orchard of Delights. Who does that? I know that's Trugman, but Or Chadash. That's a wonderful website as well. That's what I'm looking up Gamatria on it right now. It's a Gematria website, so Hawkeye is definitely going to be dropping stuff on that. So, uh, and another beautiful thing, if you don't have all the space for books or resources, you can also go on Safari. So, Safari is a wonderful app, and i uh, get you some. So, who's got some? Okay. By the way, this is a competition. We can give the biggest throat shot. Okay. Oh, wow. Laying down the challenge. Well, actually, I, uh, I'm going to tag because um, he, Unpeen, is one of our Avengers. And she was looking at Aharon's staff budding almonds. And she has a crazy drop from the Legends of the Jews about the staff uh, being placed in the the Mishkan, and then it was in the hands of all the kings of Israel until the destruction of the temple. And from that point on, it was taken and hidden. And it'll only return with the, re with the coming of Mashiach ben David. And then in order for him to receive that staff, Eliyahu is going to come to get it. So in the mix of all of that, she was looking at Kohelet, which is normally called Ecclesiastes. And in chapter 12 and verse 5, this is what it says. When one is afraid of heights and there is terror on the road, 
The almond tree may blossom. The grasshopper be burdened and the caper bush may bud again. But man sets out for his eternal abode with mourners all around in the streets. So the reference in that first part, when there's terror on the road, when you're afraid of heights, the almond tree may blossom. And that's connected to the staff, which we know that Mashiach ben David will come with the war of Gog and Magog. So that's kind of a frightful and fearful time. Uh, I've also got a tag on the bud and the blossom of the almond. All right. I'll just get that real quick. Is it gonna be nuts? <laughs> oh, it's pretty cool. It's wow. Pretty Treat him nicely. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, the term says about a blossom, a bud, and almonds. The verse mentions three facets of the staff's germination, corresponding to the three individuals who sought to usurp the priesthood, Korah, Jeroboam, and Uzziah. Jeroboam? Jeroboam. Is he the one that set up the idol? Jeroboam, son of Nebat, first king of the ten tribes that seceded from the kingdom of the Davidic dynasty. He also tried to usurp the priesthood as it is written in First uh, Kings 13.1. Just then what? a man of God came to Bethlehem from Judah while Jeroboam was standing atop the altar to burn incense. So he was the king, but he wanted to usurp the priesthood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. What was it? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But the, the, the even crazier thing is he took himself from the kingdom of David. So he's the first king of the split kingdom. Oh, yeah. So just by default, his own position comes from separating himself. It also elucidates on the almond. The gamacha of this word is 454 is equal to that of Hasmoneans. This is an allusion to the Hasmoneans who were the seed of the Aaron and, who's, and in, in, in whose hand the priesthood ended. Wow. And we know the next time we see the priesthood really enduring is in Yochanan as he is preaching the gospel of Teshuvah in the wilderness. And then he hands it, he literally hands the staff, which is the priesthood, to Mashiach. So that's the importance of that mikvah. When Mashiach says, you know, we have to do this to fulfill all righteousness, what is the all righteousness? Namely, the staff, the priesthood, the kingship, it's all got to be combined again like it was with the patriarchs. Ooh, okay. Sort of random. So is that a tag? Yeah, tag. What you got? Mildly random. Uh, Bereshit 613. The word maschitam, um, which is I will destroy them, is... Mem Shin Chet Yotav Mem, which could be arranged to spell Mashiach Met. Death of Mashiach. So, what is this? Dies. I will destroy them from uh, Noah, but it says, um, Oh. With violence, do them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. I will destroy them as uh, Mashiach Met. So, Mashiach's Mashiach's death. Yeah. Old was old to me what comes to the earth. Yeah. It would be, it would be 613. Oh, and this is Bereshit 613. Oh! 
Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. So, the 613 mitzvot, us observing that is the equivalent of the death a, of Mashiach. To, to destroy all of the wickedness and the corruption. So the whole thing about dying to yourself every day, you're taking on the mitzvot. Because we're supposed to die with Mashiach, you know, crucified with him, no longer I that live, but he that lives. That's following Torah. That's what that means. Good night. Man. Bear sheep. So one of the things, tag, <laughs> that I was uh, I, I never really voiced, but I've been thinking about it a lot, is that Parsha Korak, when uh, it's specific about there are 250 men that Korak and Datan and Abiram assemble. That 250 is the gematria for nair, which is light. So it's an improper use of light, which ultimately ended in a horrible death. And so you have to think about, you know, the the candle of Hashem is the soul of man. So each one of us, we're, we're like Hashem's candle, you know, so our soul. And it's like, how are we using that? You know, because literally, to quote Mashiach Yeshua, he says... Those who follow me, though they die, they will live. And so you have to think about, if you're really shining as a true light for Hashem, you won't die, even if you die. Light, because I literally just looked up, Bereshit Noach, Balaterim up, and I just oh. looked up and I saw the, yeah, so the word Zohar, light, the gematria of this word, 295, equals that of the phrase, by the light of the sun. Light of the sun, the sun, oh, Actually, uh, okay, in the, in the, um, Notes it says, uh, God said to Noah, set into the ark precious stones and pearls so that they will illuminate for you like the afternoon Ooh, like Minka. Minka is like the most powerful time of prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got them? <laughs> uh oh, we got a Maror face. Oh, yeah, I got something else. <laughs> what you got? So, Circuit shortage. Uh, okay. The verse, um, ba- ba- yeah, term seven. Seven four on Noah. Uh, four and seven more days. Time will I send rain upon the earth. Forty days and forty nights. I will blot out all the substance that I have made from upon the face of the ground. Uh, commenting on the substance that I have made, the gematria of this phrase is fourteen fifty two. Is equal to that of they will not come alive in the resurrection of the dead. Oh oh man, I didn't expect that either. <laughs> Further on the substance. The Masoretic note gimel means that this word appears three times in the Tanakh. Here I will blot out uh, all the substance. Second, in the continuation of, the, of this narrative, and he blotted out all the substance. Third, in the retelling of the destruction of, the, of Korah and his company, and all the substance, i.e. their wealth, and that was their feet. This indicates that just as the generation of the flood sinned because of the abundance of good things and wealth that was theirs, so too, because of his abundant wealth, Korah became haughty and sinned. Oh, snap! Okay, <laughs> so since we're going there about wealth and destruction... I agree, and I tag. Agree, tag. There is a wonderful, amazing article from the Hasidic Masters about who was Korok. So it says, 
Who was this guy? Where does it go into it? You found that. Go for so it. So this is talking about in the Tehillim for... It's pretty much talking about the self-destructive hate. It goes on to say as explaining whenever Mashiach will return that all, all the enemies his enemies will come and do battle with him. Mm-hmm. So it's talking about... Make them as the wood and straw of a fiery furnace. Alternatively, God will make them as a fiery furnace, which cannot extinguish itself. Similarly, the enemies of Mashiach will be unable to extinguish their desire to come to do battle against him, even while seeing the destructive, the self-destructiveness of their efforts. Make them as the wood and straw of a fiery furnace. Alternatively, God will make them as a fiery furnace. So who is it talking about? The enemies of Mashiach, when Mashiach returns. So the nations that will try to wake him. I just made me because like I made me think of how when they opened the ground opened up for Korak and they went down yeah. and they were burned like Nadab and Abihu. And they were like furnaces probably. So, yep. Well I mean that's the whole prophecy yeah. of uh Mashiach King will ascend Mount Seir from Obadiah chapter one. Mm-hmm. And how it talks about that the house of Yaakov is a fire and Yosef's the flame. And so the house of Edom, Seir, which is Asaph, that's the wood and the stubble that will be consumed by the house of Yaakov. So with the return of Mashiach, we're going to see that prophecy fulfilled. Okay, go for it. So this is Chuchat, uh, chapter 9, chapter 20, verse 10. Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation before the rock, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's El Pene Hasela, or Hasala, before the rock. Is okay. Right? El Pene. Um, the, the Hasala is the rock, right? Yes. Which is, I guess, it's a, it, there's Alben, Zor, yep. and Salah. A so couple of different words for El-Pene rock. El Pene Salah, which. It's almost what what are the differences? I feel like it would almost be a attribute difference between what the rock was doing at the time. Anyway. It uh, could be if you look at the context yeah. of each of those. Yeah, one of one That'll probably was, help with that. Um, but it has ha- it has a it has the same mantra as Laisha. Um, and the just uh, just Hasalah uh, without the El Pene has the same gematria as uh, Ha Eights tree. So, uh, so you're just saying the... No rebels shall we bring forth water for you from this tree. Or uh, gather from, them before the tree. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shall, shall we bring forth water uh, for you from this tree? Um, wow. The tree flowing. Tax yes. Okay, so I want to take this back to um, the the readings that we did today about the people getting like taken into burnt up from the fire from the temple and taken to the ground. Yeah. Now, like the rabbi was saying, whenever he was talking about when that um, Aaron and uh, like they they told Hashem not to do it, like in, like but rabbi said. Like most of us would have just like, take him right away, but um, um, but uh, I was reading on the let me, na- let me name my source. Oh, the little blue book. Little blue book, the Proverbs, the 
the Kesuvim, the writings of the commentary Agdolo words from the rabbinic writings. All right. Sorry for my mispronunciation, but um, um, it's in ver- it goes through verse ten and, and 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 down. What chapter are you in? Chapter nine. Okay. Verse ten. Verse ten, eleven. Verse ten and eleven. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna say state ten for right now. And he talk. And he talks about um. Um. And when the uh, let me let me just go right here. And when the wicked perish, there is glad song, since they had harm others during the lifetime. Since the righteous are beloved, people rejoice when they are six. People rejoice when they are successful. People are unhappy when the wicked. Prosper and thus rejoice at the downfall. Does Hashem rejoice at the downfall of the wicked? No. Didn't he enjoin the angels from praising him when the Egyptians um, drowned in the red in, in the sea of reed? Our Jose Bar Shanina answers that although God Himself does does not rejoice when the wicked perish, as it too are His handy are His handy His handiwork, those who are saved from them may rejoice. This surely does not mean that one should rejoice when the wicked perish, for Solomon <coughs> declares, when your enemy falls, do not be glad. Rather, one should recognize that when retribution comes upon, upon the wicked, Hashem's name is sanctified, and that is the reason to rejoice. Now, as fast as elaborate on the same theme, any misfortune that comes to the world or to an individual has a necessary purpose. If righteous people are afflicted, the purpose is not to make them suffer, influence them to repent, or to provide atonement for pain that he is forced to bring pain upon. Also, regarding the wicked who rebel against him, when they are afflicted, is to remove evil from the world. Therefore, our verse declares, when the wicked perish, there is a glad song. There is a glad song. Glass song? Glad. They sing glad song. Yeah. When the wicked perish? When the wicked perish, there is glad song. The entire assembly saw that Aaron had perished. They wept for Aaron. He heard the voice of Israel and he delivered the Canaanite. He consecrated them in their seeds. He named Place the, of mercy. Uh, the mercy, yeah. But it would have been a place of mercy had there been Shuva. Are you looking for something else? No, I'm, like I said, I'm just kind of poking around. Oh, okay. So my tag back to Korok here is that uh, if you look in Sanhedrin 11 from the... Uh, this looks like the uh, Yerushalayim Talmud, but it's the Ain Yaakov. It really just... Okay, uh, I was going to read extra information, but my main point from this source was that uh, Korach inherited one-third of the treasures from Yosef and Mitzrayim. So Yosef's treasuries were split into three, and there's this whole description on where two, the other two went, and then the description about the one that Yo, or Korok took. <coughs> so one-third of Yosef's treasury caused Korok to be extremely rich. So rich, in fact, that the 250 fire pans he actually purchased himself. So that he was just kind of like, I'm starting this rebellion, and here's all the stuff, and it's just like, I bought it all, and here we go. 
question tag, maybe, or I guess suggestion tag. Is there maybe a covenant between Hashem and Yosef from the fortune? There were, so they're essentially Yosef's fire pans. So when Hashem, when they're like, no, those fire pans are mine, because I gave them to Yosef. Okay, so you're dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> and can I finish? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Tag over. <laughs> wow. Dude, tag. seriously? Yeah. So... That was uncalled for on so many levels, but that completely sources out and explains why those fire pans were hammered down and turned into a cover for the Mizbeach. And as a reminder, because the whole thing about Mashiach being Yosef is a reminder. How do we know that he's a... Did you really just pull out the ZZ? Really? Reminder? Right now? So what I was going to say before I got zeet-zeeted over here um, is that it says in the prophecy that we will look upon the one we have pierced and mourn for him as a firstborn son. And so we're remembering that we pierced him. We're remembering that we caused his death. So to clear up all these crazy semantical rumors that Jews killed Christ and uh, all this kind of stuff, or, uh, you know, who really did it, and why, it's like, forget all that. First of all, Mashiach Yeshua subjected himself to this act of viciousness and atonement for our own sakes, even before the foundations of creation, because of Messiah text, Hashem is having a conversation with Mashiach saying, Will you accept this? And he's like, I will accept it gladly on one condition that even there will be redemption for the stillborns. And then on top of that, as if that wasn't enough, it's just like he said, no man takes my life. I lay it down willingly. Because here's the thing. If you take out Mashiach and who he actually is and that he's eternal, what you're really saying if you say that the Jews killed him you're saying that basically he's not God. You're saying that he has no power. You're saying that he's not divine because Mashiach can only die if he wanted to. Now I'm going to bring in Stav Soldat's tag. He ain't here, but I'm going to say it anyway. He said, remember that incident where the staffs were thrown down before Pharaoh? If Moshe's staff was made out of sapphire, it should have shattered when he threw it down. I got to tag on that later. So, now let's go to the sapphire tablets. The sapphire tablets should have shattered when he threw them down. But he threw them down and they did shatter. So, what if he threw them down and they didn't shatter? That would have meant that I do not forgive these people. That would have meant that I subject the Jews to From eternal the tablets punishment. Shattering was Hashem saying, "I forgive you." You said yes. Hashem shattered the tablets. Yes, I'm saying um, that Hashem okay. Himself said, "You know what? I will be broken for you." Tag. I was t- totally looking he for something completely different, and this is so in, in sync with this. It's Shabbat 88b3. Um, with regard to the revelation at Sinai, Rabbi Yonanan said, "What is the meaning of that which is written?" The Lord gives the word, 
The woman that proclaims the tidings are a great host. It means that each and every utterance that emerged from the mouth of the Almighty divided into 70 language, Ooh. a great host. And similarly, the school of Rabbi Ishmael taught with regard to the verse, Behold, it is my word not like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that shatters a rock. Just as this hammer breaks a stone into several fragments, so too each and every utterance that emerged from the mouth of the Holy One, blessed be he, is divided into 70 languages. The Gemara continues to praise the Torah. Rav Hananel Bar Papa said, What is the meaning of that which is written? Listen, for I will speak royal things, and my lips will open with upright statements. Why are matters of Torah likened to a king to teach you that just as this king has the power to kill and grant life, so too matters of Torah have the power to kill and to grant life? So we wow. have a king here. A lot of them. It's all one king. It's all one king, though. That, I was going to tag her fast. Whenever he said, you said 70 languages. Yes. So she had to split into 70 languages. Yes. Because Yosef. of the ayin. Yes. Also, Yosef, and yo, yeah. Yosef, he had to, he had to memorize. He was. In Taurus for all. He, he had to memorize going up the, whenever he was going to Pharaoh's To Pharaoh, court, yep. He had to memorize 70 languages overnight. That's right. Gabriel, Gabriel came to him and helped him memorize. Come on. He, he gave the name of Hashem into his mouth. Ooh. Let's go. To memorize all 70 languages. And when he got Super to Pharaoh, when he got to Pharaoh's throne, he started speaking Hebrew. And Pharaoh told him to be quiet because he. Hit oh, he told him to be quiet. See, the I, you know. Land that in a flash. <laughs> oh, man. See, the thing is, it's like Hebrew was so powerful that Pharaoh said, you know what, you just got to stop. You can't do this. Because if you say this in a public domain, you would take away my throne because you would know something that I don't know. And I believe that is definitely one of the many strands of anti-Semitism. Is that this Jewish stuff with Mashiach is too much. No, too much. It's way over the top. 70, 70 also equals so, the secrets of the Torah. Come on, man. Why? Come on, man. Why do you got to do this? So, yes, 70 is the secrets of the Torah. And it, the thing is, it's outside of Hebrew, the, the letter that represents 70 is shattered just like the tablets because Yeshua's name is deficient of the letter Ayin in any other language. So that's where the J-E-S-U-S name comes into play. It's, it's as if you're talking about shattered tablets. Shattered into the 70 nations. Those with eyes let them see. Right. Those without the Ayins can't see it. That's right. It's not until you add the iron back in your shoes. You got to put the iron back. And that's why Hashem wants every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Because when we all come in, we're bringing the iron back to Yeshua's name, which is his purpose. That's why the whole reason that Mashiach Yeshua is the renewed sapphire tablets, because the tablets are not meant to stay shattered. Mashiach wasn't meant to stay in the grave. If he did, if he stayed in the grave, we would not have any power to live as a as a Yehudi renewed by the spirit of Hashem. You can eat whatever you want. Talk about it. it sounds like you're spoiling. Those things sound logical in the first place. That's why I feel like a lot of people when you tend to convince them to, they see that that wow. misstep, and then that's why they ridiculous. Okay. Who caught one? Rabbi Yossi draws a distinction between the Torah itself and the law of the Torah. 
Whoa. says that the verse, and this is the Torah, is a union of total perfection, including man and female. But the verse, this is the ordinance of the Torah, Malkut, without not only the laws of the Torah, there's a greater aspect of Tag, I support you, what you're saying, because that completely affirms what Bazak is talking about. Because when you're taking the Torah and uh, diminishing it to just the laws, yeah. which is what the church teaches, that is just these laws. It's the law of Moshe. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, you don't have any perfection there. Mm -hmm. You've separated Malkut and Zerampin. Yeah. And that's like, that is, not that is like, that is separating a husband from his wife. Yep. And last time I checked, Hashem said, don't separate what he's put together. Some more Korok until we have more bombs elsewhere. Korok is regarded as the father of all quarrelers. Quarrelers. I get it. Yeah. Come on in. This is I just realized this is the um this is the parsha where actually Aaron's death. Yes. Which is it's sad, but it's actually like there's so much Oh, Aaron's death. So I'm gonna. You gonna do? You got an Aaron's yeah. death La drop? Later on, there will probably be a drop. Why not now? So. You need to load up. Yes. All right, load I've, up. I've got a tag. I think it's interesting that uh, the Midrash says it's talking about like women's influence on men and regarding Korah. It's talking about but the wicked woman demolishes it with her own hands. It was taught in reference to Korah's wife who ruined her husband in her household, mm. but which brings it back to this. And other multiple sources that it talks about that his one of his main quarrels with Moshe, Moshe was the wife. Oh, yeah. Wait, get out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like one in the same thing going on there. Really? Did you just do that? <laughs> uh, oh so a couple times. Yeah. off from three. He's like speed bump. Rabbi Elio says that keep and remember the secret of male and female are connected together by the covenant. We are to the meaning of chuchah. Ordinance. Reread that. Is when right to keep and remember the ordinances of male and female. They are connected by the covenant. We are told the inner meaning of chuchah. The secret to remembering and keeping the covenant is the male and the female. What? Now this is two. Do you know what you're saying right now? You just like, he's like, <laughs> mic drop, and another mic drop. Oh, let me pick that mic drop. I, I got it on a yo-yo string, man. <laughs> the rabbis discuss the preceding verse and also the verse that speaks about redeeming and exchanging and sealing the bargain by means of the removal of the shoe. Rabbi Eliezer cites God's commandment to Moses to take off shoes, meaning that he commanded him to separate from his wife and join the, sh uh, join the Shekinah instead. Whoa. He says that whoever takes the shoe sends the one who gave him the shoe to another world. That whenever someone draws off his shoe and gives it to another in order to seal a transaction, he's doing this by a decree from above. Rabbi Eliezer mentions the drawing off of the sandal at the time of the Levite marriage as well, and explains that the widow accepts the shoe to indicate that her dead husband returns among the living. The conclusion to be drawn is that the exchange of the shoe is not just an agreed consensus, but is in fact indicating support from the higher grades. So what does that say about the gospel of peace being the sandals that are on our feet? Have your feet um, sandaled or girded with the gospel of peace. Mm -hmm. Take off your earthly shoes and put on uh, Shem's shoes. Yeah. I used to have this uh, this little rap when I was doing Christian rap, and it was like, I got I got kingdom sneakers. I rock I rock for my. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> what did, uh, 
fill in blank. Oh, yeah, now it's. Oh, nice. It, yes. Basora on my feet, feet. Keep it to the Z, Z. Hey. I like it. Get you some. I like it. <laughs> Oh no! But it does talk about Moses. <laughs> All my lyrics are coming back to my head. I'm like, these look like Nikes, but they're Kingdom sneakers. Cause I rock, I rock Kingdom features. <laughs> uh, this is Kuchat, uh Six Most Enemies. When you look back on it, and you think it's funny. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I did that. Okay. Rabbi Shimon tells Rabbi Yehuda that Miriam died because the death of the righteous atones for the world. When she cool. departed, the well that accompanied the children of Israel in the desert was gone. At the time, the right was weakened and the sun was dimmed. And when Aaron died, the right was broken and the sun was darkened. Rabbi Shimon said there has never been a generation like the one in which Moses, Aaron, and Miriam all lived. Even in the generation of Solomon, the Jew from the moon, that was full rather than the sun. As in Moses' time, Rabbi Shimon talks about Joshua, who labored to inherit the land of Israel, but did not attain the full completion of the moon. He toiled for Israel under the sun, Moses, Moses, for he did not have light of his own. We learn that every oh he's un, he toiled under the sun, Moses being the sun, for he did not have the light. Oh, called, you just said Moses is the sun. Oh. Josh was the moon. Come on, man. Wait, whoa, whoa, oh. whoa! Oh, I just gosh. told your dad about the sun being Moshe today. All right, Joey, can I see the the tailing? Got you. So there's literally in in yesterday's in yesterday's tailing, it's talk, oh, it literally good. talks about oh, how oh, oh okay. It literally talks about how Mashiach is related to as being a better version of Moshe. At, or, or. Oh my god. It literally brings down that uh, connecting Mashiach to Moshe and Yahoshua. Oh, what? Well, almost, so if Moshe is Hashem, the, 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 the oh. Zeran it's almost like, because Yahoshua could never, was, he never completely, oh, how's it phrased exactly? I'm gonna need a screenshot of that. Yeah. Uh, did Please. I, we learned that every place mentioned speaking. Um, but uh, Rabbi Shmo talks about Joshua who labored to inherit the land of Israel, but did not attain the full completion of the moon. Mm. The Yeshua had to come to attain the full completion of the moon. Get you some. Which they say the midrash of Yosef uh, ascending to the throne to be second in command to Pharaoh was him attaining the full moon. So there's your precedent right there. Yeah. That you Yeshua being Yosef. Now I have to remember why I was telling your I was talking to Mr. Ferris and saying that Moshe is called the son and oh because he was just like we were t we're having this conversation about how you know there's all this oral Torah, there's all these sources and Talmud and Sanhedrin and like most of it, I mean, well, really, all of it was codified way, way, way after Moshe. And I was like, yeah, Moshe knew anything that we're going to come up with. And he's like, get out of here. No, he didn't. I was like, there's nothing new under the sun. Moshe <laughs> being the sun. And he was just like, uh. Mike Tyson staring at me. And I'm like, well, I know it's not codified, but every morning we say Moshe, he's the most trusted of Hashem's household. And no, no prophet like Moshe ever arose again. So, but now, Zohar just came and alley-ooped on all that, and the backboard just shattered because it's called Moshe the Sun. Are you kidding me? 
You weren't done. <laughs> he toiled for his own in the sun. Moses for he didn't have light of his own. We learned that every place where Solomon mentions under the sun, acknowledging good. Oh, throwing this book at you right moon. now. So if you, if you neglect Hashem for Mashiach. You got to repeat that loud and proud. When you attach your, when you, for, uh, has, Shimon says that whoever's attached the moon, out the sun, Moshe, and of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Good night. Man, so you're still eating from the wrong tree if you take the moon and forsake the sun. Mm -hmm. Gotta have them both. You gotta get you both. Only one, the only you want. More is better. Nice. MSU, but more like a question MSU. Oh no, you're not putting MSU on this source no, table. No, 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 no. What? You, like maybe the idea that like. So I, actually, tag it. Is there something on that? Actually, there is. <laughs> yeah. Bag so, it and tag it. One of these. So, you got two witnesses so right now. The, so actually, it says that whenever David, oh, was it David? Someone, it, it, I'm sorry, Which one? pretty much it was saying that whenever, He's whenever, like, someone, would, whenever someone, David would study, he, at, in the morning, or in the, during day, he would study the, the oh, scripture yeah, yeah, Moshe. Yeah. When Moshe, Moshe went up, so whenever Moshe, Moshe went up to that, okay, to, let him talk when Moshe went up to, to get the <laughs> coat, he, he was there for 40 days and 40 nights, but how did he know that it was 40 days and 40 nights? How? So, whenever how? he would, in the, oh. during the day, he would study scripture, and during the night, he would study the oral Torah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so support tag is creation week when the luminaries are brought forth, which I'm pretty sure is day four. It says that the sun and the moon shone bright with the same oh. amount of light. Can you find that's a bright? I moon. mentioned something out of here. That. Yeah, so they were literally two luminaries oh. at the same it's weird. We light. That's the door. So what ended up happening is the moon went before Hashem and was all like, why the sun and I got to have the same light? And Hashem was like, well, then you go diminish yourself. And it won't be until the messianic time that the moon will regain its composure because it quarreled. Uh, it says that even so, because it was still ignorant that the sun... The sun will be br oh, because the, the, the seven sun, times brighter. Yeah, the sun will once the moon reaches, you know, gets the sun will um, be even brighter. Be even brighter. Yes, it, it will. You know, once once the moon comes here, it's up. Wow. So, and it'll always be on top of the moon. Wow. So even when it regained what it lost, it's still gonna be less. Yep. So what do we learn? Don't argue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quarrel. Be happy with what you have. Be happy with what you have. Tag. So, uh, <laughs> were you even listening to what we were saying? No, honestly, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Uh, you sorry, didn't have sorry. to answer that. I was just. <laughs> Rabbi Eliezer was standing in the presence of his father. Feel bad. <laughs> he told him that it says, Live joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of your life of your vanity. Go hell at 9 9. Come and behold, the verse, Live joyfully with the wife from whom you love, must include life from the tree of life. One does not go without the other. Zaren, Pina, without Malkut. A person must include the measure of the day at night. That is a measure of Zaranpin referred to as day. The measure of night and the day, that is the meaning of live joyfully with wife, whom you love all the days of your vanity. What is the reason since life that is the secret of illumination of Chokmah prevail except on this? If Chokmah does not become revealed in any other place, uh, and in your laboring, which <coughs> you labor under the sun, is as you say, in all the ways, in all your ways of knowledge, him, and he shall direct your paths. Um, Dai who, which is acknowledged, includes the letters of no, da, and bav hey, which are Zaren, Pina, Mahu. So to know Jimmy. both of them. Which is why they say that you can't 
know the Torah unless you have the oral Torah. Mm -hmm. There's another one. Because that's, that's like a husband without a wife. If we, it's if half we, a man. So if we're living in darkness. Oh, half a Torah. We live, if we're living in darkness, we can't know there's a sun without a moon. That's like having yeah. 11 instead of 22. Which yeah, we all know exactly. 22 is a, equals a creation. Yep. So if we're living in darkness, we can't know if there's a sun. If we want to live in Wow. Yeah, so that's what to do that. Wow. The sun is going to look up the moon. Yeah, Mitra of 11. Whoa! We can't see the sun. All we can see is its reflected light. Yeah. Yeah. Good the, the light that's the only way we can see the sun the is by looking at the moon? The lights, yeah. Well, it, because it, if you've yeah. seen the sun, you've oh, seen no. the father. Oh, no. I was just about to see that. No. <laughs> can't go to the father's that. Oh, come on, man. It's too late. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But let it be known that we did say the Jew from the moon. <laughs> the, Jew, the Jew of the moon. That, that was wait, okay, wait a minute. I, I got something. <laughs> okay, we got two tags at the same time. So, um, you know, so 22 is um, equals creation. Okay. So, we, um, we were talking about um, 22, uh, and a man is half a man if he doesn't have a woman. So, we decided to search up 11. Um, and then in, in, it says um, oh. the classic personification talking about 11 half yeah. of the creation the classic personification is an outsider just as 11 exists outside of 10 the sinful tune of Jacob removed himself from the spiritual set of rules governed by the universe Ooh. 11's also wait, yeah, wait, so oh, oh. <laughs> keep going keep going no he here says it's more than you oh. need but if you have double more than you need, what? He refused to sub subjugate himself to the master of the universe, signal his ill-fated decision to step outside. So basically what this is saying is by not following the rules of being a full man and getting married, you're trying to step out of Hashem's rules. Oh. All right, you take a time out. <laughs> All right, so while he's finding that, I ain't this, is, over here. this is just something on in Kuchot about, it's talking about the fiery serpents. Oh. So, it it's pretty much talking about it, the fiery serpents, they are called, um, the fiery or seraphim, they are called seraphim because they burn Soraph, the soul. Oh! So they weren't. They, it wasn't, they're getting bit, and their soul yeah, is done. It, it wasn't more of like a physical pain. It was more. You of better a feed that soul. So when Mashiach is lifted up on the pole, his is a soul healing. Mm -hmm. Did you have a question? What can? Um, what was he saying about the? He just said it. Kind of made me think of something that I read in a Garden of Sharon. Half of 11, 22. Yes, 11. 11. Can you read the whole 11 thing again? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Somebody catch him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what were you saying about the rules if you. Uh, well, it was saying the classical signification of an outsider, that's 11, aka Esau. Um, 
Just as 11 exists outside of 10, the sinful twin of Jack could remove himself from the spiritual set of rules that governs the universe. His refusal to subjugate himself to the master of the universe signal his ill-fated decision to step outside. So, the, so basically, the thing that is uh, that oh, not <laughs> that that your that your refusal to subjugate yourself to the oh, to the master. Or, or ruler of the universe. Well, basically to the anything. precepts of Hashem, oh, okay. um, which would be the wife, because she reminds you and helps you. Because the little blue book, yes, it does brought that down. And the Garden of Shalom, it says that it says that there was a rabbi that you know spent all his days studying Torah that he forgot to make himself a wife. He never had a wife to tell. He only you. had a zern Yeah, you know, you he always yeah he always thought you know in his mind. It was oh I'm doing good, but he never had this. Yeah, you doing good. He never had one foot. Yeah, he was ill fated. Ill fate. He was outside of creation. I got you. Wow. So, gentlemen. (laughs) Okay, we're just gonna go right out and get married. Straight up, yeah, guys. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? He said, get married. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say when. I'm not going to say when. That's right. Yeah, when time is right. In the future. In the future. Before Mashiach comes. What if it's tomorrow? Well, then go now. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't know if it's tomorrow. Uh, Right. (laughs) Why isn't tomorrow? Not only said it's tomorrow. Yeah. No, it didn't. This is Kuchach, with an inheritance. Rabbi Shimon tells us that the title verse means that it is good when wisdom, chokhmah, dwells with the children of Israel. We hear that the excellency of knowledge is the tree of life. The secret of Dot and Zerin is another explanation. It is the righteous of the world that is the brightness of the sun. Oh. And he goes on to talk about those who have become attached to the tree. Something about 12 attached to her? What'd you... The 12 were attached to who? The excellency of knowledge is the tree of life. The secret of Dot and Zanpin is another explanation. One that it says that it is the righteous of the world, that is the brightness of the sun, to become attached to the tree of life. But you said something about twelve earlier in there. No, in the same section that you read. Yeah, it was a little bit earlier. Rabbi Shimon tells that the title verse means that it is good when wisdom. Children of Israel, right there. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. I like that. I yeah. figured. I was like, I said it. But I didn't read it. This is why Mashiach had to have 12 Talmudim, because he is wisdom. And he needed the 12 attachments that go with wisdom. I don't know if this like, correlates, but in the... Correlates, in, in, in really. In the Jewish wisdom, in the number, it says... Source it! He says that the number 12 is a framework given to the nature world. First defined... Natural. The natural world, I'm sorry. To the natural world. Okay. Um, first defined by the number six, it gets into a longer. It gets into mm-hmm. a way longer. Story. It does have a long breakdown there. Bear say. with me. Uh, we have seen six in the expression of the physical in terms of both space, six directions, and time, six days of creation. The structure, these components are able to operate and interact both through space and time. Finds expression via the number. Order. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so two is six. Does it restore yes. the natural order? Yes. Are you two vobs? Takes, the two, it takes two humans to restore the natural order. Or, or and, and or nothing, two and, and, yeah. and nothing else, because in 22, it still does say that although 22 means creation, it could also mean, it could also, yeah, 
it not only means creation, but it could also mean that anything that is out of the 22, you know, the letters of the alphabet, um, is, is no bueno. It, so it says, um, um, while the presence of 22 no bueno. letters signifies the totality of creation, it can simultaneously be used to depict the breakdown of a structure existence. So, no, nothing other than a, than, a, than a man and a woman. Otherwise, it's like... You the break, break down, down the... Oh! Nice. Wait, read it again. Sorry, I was looking something up. Sorry. <laughs> nice. The presence of only two letters signifies the totality of creation. It can wow. simultaneously be used to depict the breakdown of a structure existing. The slightest deviation from the alphabetical sequence automatically means something is amiss cool. and, signifi and signifies that matters are out of order. Man. So we don't have to wonder why there's so much chaos and problems mm -hmm. in the world. The system's being broken down. Broken yeah. down. Out of order. It's out of order. It's like the vending machine. <laughs> Can I have some soft serve? Sorry, it's out of order. <laughs> Can I have some soft serve? Man. The soft serve machine do be out of order quite a bit though. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna lie. The soft one. The soft serve. Soft serve. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is still going on. It's that, still going on about the sun. He opened the discussion with the verse, Wisdom is good with inheritance, and by it there is more to profit to them that, that see the sun. If this matter has not been revealed to me, I would have no I would have no idea of its meaning. Wisdom is good. It refers to Chokmah that is underneath the sun, mm. which is a throne which is a throne that is prepared for the sun that is Aaron Pin, which is Chokmah in Malkut, meaning that the lower Chokmah referred to as under the sun and called the throne. Wisdom is good with an inheritance. Means it is well and good when Chokmah, which is Malkut, dwells with Israel, uh, so they will be attached to her since they are the inheritance and lot of Malkut. So, did you just say sit at my right hand until I make the earth a footstool? Yeah. It's actually, well. Never mind. I like, no, I like that smile. Okay. You can say vet tag. Okay. Like, vet this out. So, vet tag, this is pretty much. so. So pretty much, uh, um, Abraham is sits on Hashem's left. Oh, you're so going there. Hashem, so pretty much, whenever Hashem's, whenever he's sitting on his left, he's pretty much like Abraham was sad. But then Hashem says that I'm on your right. Right. So I'm your right hand man. Yeah. So he's pretty much like elevating. I know what you're doing so there. That's it's good. Kind of a miniature thing of just like he's elevating Abraham, pretty much saying like I'm on your right. Yeah. It's, you're not on my left. I'm on your right. I'm on, yeah. And then the, I mean, That's really great. interesting part about wow. that is since they the inheritance of lots of Malkut. Wait, what'd you Israel, just say? So they will be attached to her since they, since the people, the children of Israel are the inheritance in lot of Malkut. They're Malkut's inheritance. So it's, because uh, uh, it doesn't say. Uh, wow. To Ayin's co-op tag that the, you're breaking that down now. So uh, the world was created for Yeshua. And, and, and uh, Perky, uh, Rabbi uh, Perkader Rabbi Eliezer talks this about this guy. Yeah, that guy <laughs> talks about how where it uh, early in the beginning. You I don't know? Through it. Uh, it no, it's in the first it? few chapters. Okay. Spit uh, some spit some lines. It, uh, the fact that uh, God tried to uh, when he was lying he was, when he was tracing out the outline of creation before he created it. Uh huh. Uh, 
it kept failing until he created it was falling apart until he created repentance and then it finally stuck together and that's when he Ooh. created I think it's all like things are held together in the Shiach and that's repentance mm -hmm. well here's the sun and the moon section yes. that's pretty cool it's a little cool. bit after that it's a little after that I think so divisions of the waters intercalculating the year creation of the fifth day Yisrael likened to rivers that's legit great storms hard fish uh, seventh thing wait uh, here we are the things uh, that existed before. Three. Yeah, before the world was created, the whole and blessed be he with his name alone existed. And the thought arose in him to create the world. He began to trace the foundation of the world before himself, but it would not stand. They told the parable, to what is the matter like? To a king who wishes to build a palace for himself? If he had not traced in the earth its foundation, its exits and its entrances, he does not begin to build. Likewise, the whole and blessed be he was tracing the plans of the world before himself, but it did not, did not remain standing until he created repentance. That is Pearl K. De Rebieliezer, my country self. Chapter uh, three. Get you some. So, uh, yeah, the, just the thought the the uh, the children of Israel were created as a lot from Alkut. So if you think about the power in, in that source and that insight, mm -hmm. is that in order for creation to stand, stay together. This is why we have all the breakdown that is going on in the world, but it's still held together. Yeah. Because there are people in the world making tshuva. So just as much as the world is breaking down, it's just as much as it's holding together. I mean, that's really interesting because I was everything, if I remember correctly, basically everything's shedding energy. Everything's trying to reach zero, a zero energy state. But only when we it, we didn't have it's like a recycle. If, if we didn't have the ability, yeah. we couldn't turn our back to a power source. It would all just ground out to zero, and it literally would not stand. <clears throat> Everything would just collapse into a uniform ball of mass. This particle have this much energy. From the Book of Enoch. And after this law, I saw another law dealing with the smaller luminary named the Moon. The circumference is like the circumference of the heaven, and her chariot, given from by the wind, is given to her in definite measure. Her rising and setting change every month, and her days are like the seven days of. And when her light is uniform, i.e., full, it's the seventh. Wow. Um, yeah, and here it says Hashem will increase the moon to the brightness of the sun, and it will increase the sun seven times. Oh, it actually just yes, said, it just because said, he yeah. dropped it. Yeah, it just says this right here. It says. As he rises, speaking of the sun, so he resets and decreases not and rests not, but runs day and night, and his light is sevenfold brighter than that of the moon, but as regards size, they are both. Good night. <clears throat> interesting that, well. Go ahead. You know, I'll let you go first. So pretty much, it's interesting that, actually, the, um, the snake that um, Moshe would put on the pole uh -huh. was copper. So it's, yeah. a, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of different things. There's actually there's a lot of different things, but pretty much um, like there's reasons why it wasn't it wasn't gold because it was reminded of the golden calf, and also Ooh. the gold would would make it burn more. There's Ooh. things of like it actually that it's a red copper because it, it was supposed to remind no. them of no. Mars, of being because Mars was it like a symbol of war. On the, on the cover of the Midrash. And then also says, even even like shows. Wait. <laughs> it's not, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like the Luhak. 
doesn't even oh, open no. it up. It's like, what? No, but like, sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. If you want me to, I can read it. Yes. It's, it's we want you to. Okay. Tag. I want you tag to. This. So. <laughs> tag. I want you. To. I'm gonna tag you for you. Yeah. This is from Rabenu Baya. Oh God. I love him. Okay. If you. So this is. He's from saying. If he looked up to the copper snake, he would live. The cure. This is. A, it's really long. Hey, drop, dude. If he looked up to the copper snake, he would live. The cure was the opposite of the natural process. If the person who had been bitten would look at the snake which bit him, he would endanger himself. The author explains the cure in the same way as the working of inoculation, i.e. injection of the ingredient causing the disease, except that when we use inoculation, this is done before the disease has struck. King Kizgahu was cured by applying... Was, a, was cured by applying dried figs to the area infected by boils, a procedure which normally intensifies the skin rash he suffered from. The bitter waters at Mara, compare Mechilta, were sweetened by throwing bitter, not sweet wood, into it. Ooh. Here too, instead of an antidote to the snake and when and what and what it looks like, the people had to look at even more at even more deadly looking snake. So like instead of like they're seeing like a snake, but now you're seeing like this like fiery like red copper snake, which yeah. looks that like more looks deadly, more more deadly. Ooh. Um, so, Slika, so this is kind of like the appearance of Messiah on the stake. Yes. So beaten and bruised wow. and scarred and like beyond recognition. Mm -hmm. Beyond recognition. Sorry. Right. Like Korak. So whenever whenever Korak came home from after after his head had been shaven, his wife oh, his wife looked at him and oh, didn't re didn't recognize him. Wow, okay. Oh, oh they, the brothers couldn't from recognize the from oh, I the knew that sounded familiar. Wow. Oh, we now bring you back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's, he's the nice Avenger. He's all he's like, like he's the, he doesn't say, like, Can I finish? He's just he like, gives you a band aid and sends you home. <laughs> yeah, right. That wraps it up for the word of our sponsors. <laughs> Back to you, Bob. <laughs> oh man, that makes me so mad though. There was, there was a drop from Balatarum about Edom and like Mars. I gotta find that because right, now, now it's what you said. May Hashem uh, help you find it and mm -hmm. go ahead, I ain't co-op. Okay, so even more deadly looking snake. Red copper, the material Moshe snake was made of, symbolizes the planet Mars, associated with war and death. In this instance, by people looking at death, the people were cured. In other words, there occurred what our sages describe as a miracle within a miracle. <laughs> miracle, miracle within, within a miracle. No. Just stop. Do you want a second man, Mindy? <laughs> yes. The little X band even. Yeah, yeah, the, the bigger one that kind of has the wings on it. Gosh. Because you know, you realize not only because you know how Rabbi Griffin, Captain Israel, brought down that uh, there was a I think it was Ramban that was saying the kiss of of Judas. Or it was saying like kiss the righteous to preserve him from impurity. And so how he was correlating that to the kiss of, of Judas, saying that his kiss would protect Mashiach from impurity that he was taking on. 
So that's the first miracle. But then the second miracle is that Mashiach became sin so that he could curse it on the crucifixion stake for the effecting of our atonement to bring wait, forgiveness and redemption. So wait, are you saying that he cursed the sin? Right. Like when you a man is left on a tree overnight? Yes. That's how you do it. Cursed. Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. So, so you can't sleep on the tree house. So anyone that anyone became sin. So now literally sin is the anyone who's hanging on a tree. So it's cursed. If you hang on a tree, I don't want to use the swing anymore. Well, like well the, the, the person who hangs on a tree is a cur- is cursed. It also it, it also no, not two trees. Tree, uh, one tree. Yeah. I see, oh, see, he's just trying to make sure everybody knows it's not a cross. Yeah. It's a tree. Um, tree. Hi, eight. Even though crosses, I don't think they're like actually. No, that came from Constantine. Uh, he was like, I had a dream. There was a sword on a dagger, which is not a tree. <laughs> it's made out of metal. It's metal. So he was just meddling with the prophecy. Oh, wow. Sorry. Okay. But anyway, oh, it is a miracle and a miracle what you're sharing. Like, this is Mashiach all day. Okay, hold on. I, and I think I might have something backwards here. But Better so face it. I'll attempt to rectify it. Uh, <laughs> so when you attach yourself to the rock, which is the Ha'ets, the Ha'asila the Ha'ets, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you're going back to that. Yeah. The, Get yourself. Um, so you're saying that's that's how we curse sin by being attached to the rock overnight? The tree. Yeah. Being, well, yeah, being attached to the tree overnight, though. Yeah, because the Selah and the and the Ha'ets. I mean, it is a bad thing to be on It is a bad thing to be but on a tree. in our tree. case, it's a good thing. But that's that the miracle on the miracle because... Yeah, okay, that which is death actually brought life. Mm-hmm. That which is cursed actually brought. You're gonna switch sources in well, the middle okay, of your here. source, huh? Um, <laughs> Where you want me to find? I'll find it. Okay, so. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, you go ahead. You drop it. Foreshadow these like questions. <laughs> He's like, I knew this was coming, so. Uh... <laughs> okay. <but laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Come on. Okay, so this is about this is about uh, also yesterday's tehillims. This oh. is about literally bringing light. Oh. What? So, want to read like it. It's more to Life read. Out of death. Okay. Yeah. It's more to read about like same semi. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. You do so, take the floor. We'll try not to interrupt you, okay, but so, if it's amazing, we're gonna have to. <laughs> so normally, light is the presence of divinity and darkness. It's absence. Here, however, God takes darkness and makes it a part of Himself, bringing it into the realm of godliness. In our own experience, this finds expression when the dark depths of despair and spiritual introspection lead to heights of spiritual light. These epiphanies come not in opposition to the darkness, but because of it. This paradox is possible because there is a type of darkness that he made and granted a measure of inner light and divinity. Solomon's reference to the advantage of light from darkness. Is he talking about night goggles? Because what? What? Because what? What? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Wow! Did you say he became dark, or he let? He brought it into he brought himself. It into himself. Oh, Yeshua brought darkness onto himself. Yes, because it was dark while he was oh. on the tree. And, and oh, earthquakes. Maybe, maybe that's when he it was dark, dying. but yet it was midday. So. That's right. Oh, yeah. The darkness was brought into the light. <laughs> What were you wait, saying? Maybe, I said maybe, maybe he brought darkness in when he let himself die. But like I guess like it's, it's true. He he would have because he descended to Sheol. Yeah. 
like like an eclipse. When the when the moon Whoa. overshadows the sun and it Whoa. gets dark in the middle of the day. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't go too far. You gotta read your other source. <laughs> All right. Now back to our other other one. The other one. Everything is less violent. This is after a miracle within a miracle. Okay. It is well known fact that if someone who has been bitten by a rabid dog, so let's talk about the snake again. Okay. So it's well known fact that if so, someone who's been bitten by a, a rabid a rabid dog. Okay. I get that means yeah. rabies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I've kicked one of those before. True story. <laughs> Seems like a bad idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's not angry. Bam. Oh yeah, he's oh, angry. I, love, I was scared of something else. I'm not angry. You're angry. I wasn't scared of the dog. <laughs> Subsequently, it looks it, um, someone has been bitten by a rapid dog. Subsequently, looks into water and sees a reflection of a dog. He he will surely die. The Talmud Yuma eighty four also discusses wait antidotes for bites by a rapid dog. You have a wait a minute on the table. If you get bit by a dog and you go to the lake a and see a dog, dog. so like you, if you, when you have rabies, I guess yeah. you start you start seeing like well, rabies is dead. You know what's dude. funny? You see like borderline, you know what's borderline hilarious? So Kicking a dog the only rabies. way that they can the only way that they can perform an odd uh, confirm rabies. The, um, the animal has to die, has to die, and then they have to take it some, because I think it's something to do with the brain. But it's, so yeah. it's the, 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 uh, the panav of the person is it what... It should reach where you're sitting. So it's almost no, like... Maybe it's they, more of a spiritual Yeah, they could just look in the water. They, they didn't have to remove their head. They didn't have to Which die and the remove water. their head. They just had to look into the water. That, that it's, it, it, when they look in the water and see their face of a dog, so we have to look at the head of a the person. The reflection is like reflecting to the inside. Instead of becoming what you eat, you're becoming what you, you got bit by. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Well, because remember, according to the sages, that there there is no water other than Torah. So, you gotta, so, so you really, gotta you're going to look into Torah and see your reflection if you're it's diseased. Gonna you what you are. Yeah. It's going to wow. tell you what you are. I'm going to try to finish it this time. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I only got two more paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Talmud Yuma 84 also discusses antidotes for bites by a rapid dog, including the need to drink water only from copper vessels. So, cop okay. Oh, oh, come on, man. I'm going to make out like a bit of, just like, bit You've of heard science. heard this before, the copper, copper vessel one. Copper is actually a, um, it's pure, it's a, it purifies. So, actually, they would stick a <laughs> copper coin into milk. And it would it would cure it would purify the milk. No. Oh, cause milk is Torah as well. No. Water, milk, and wine. And it also sweats. So, <laughs> so I mean, also a copper snake brings purification. And the altar brings purification because oh. it's well, made out of copper. It's great conductors, by the way. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. Okay, another two sentences maybe. <laughs> the danger continues for 12 months, during which time an appearance of the reflection of the dog may be lethal to the victim of the bite. Physicians warn people not to even mention the word dog or rabid dog to the victim of such a bite as it brings to the mind associations associations which may prove fatal oh. for the victim. Such yeah. people have... Okay, can I for a second? A lot of survival, a lot of times in the medical world, is mental. Because, like, when they would. You did when they, not when just they would, say that. Yeah, whenever they say um, um, it, the cure for everything is laughter, they literally mean it. Because your state of mind will de most likely determine whether you would come out 
that not necessarily with a wound healing, but like just come out the same or 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 if you make after it. that injury or like, you make it. It's like white cancer patients. That's why they put cancer patients to to um to um go with like you know you know those, those cancer programs that like you meet your celebrity. That yeah. You like or yeah. Because some people that might bring happiness and I might just help them uh, survive wow. through there. A lot has to go with your mindset. So you're elucidating the power in looking at the bronze serpent yeah. on a pole. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's kind of it's kind of the same way. Um, 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 I forget the name of this. What is what is it called? Whenever you have a wound and then they give you medication so you can fill the wound less. Oh, anesthesia. It's like kind of yeah. It's kind of how anesthesia. Yeah, it's kind of how anesthesia works because it doesn't remove the wound. It doesn't clean the wound. It doesn't make the wound any better. It just makes you feel it less. Therefore, you're happier or you are less stressed. Yeah, painkillers too. Yeah. Yeah. What if I told you? No, but I mean, it's a it's a legit. I mean, he's got a he's got a drop. If you're the the concept of like uh, reality being an illusion. Just a really Matrix. Good, just a really good <laughs> event. It really is. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just true. Uh, during the during the last week of the um, Omer, it, uh, it all just, just constant drops about. Um, you're the only food. one. In, you're the only one in charge of what the world looks yep. to you. And that the power this in is how we interpret the world is. I have a cut on my arm. It's like tango, and then it's like. I mean, there's there's a certain power. I mean, there, there's reality. Then there's a certain power. I'm like, well, man, I suppose you don't. That, that, that's why. That's why a lot of people. Okay. That's Hang on. Anyway. What you got? So very much. This is like a, this is a complete like train of thought, but literally a train. So if Yeshua. So if, if the snake is a representation of Yeshua, and Yeshua is a representation of the Torah, and when all of us are sitting around here with smiles on our faces studying Torah, uh, we're staring when we're looking at the snake, at the snake we're being we're. <laughs> yeah, I got ran over by your train. Going back to what uh, David was saying, yeah. there was a story about this blind man who was hospitalized and he had a curtain between him and another oh, patient. And the other patient, he would hear the blind man always talking about the view out the window oh, and yeah. how it was so great and yeah. how it was so beautiful and children and, and Plane. Yeah. Uh, whenever this man, one day he passed away, and uh, the other patient said, "Where is he?" He said, "He said he passed away." So he said, "Can I be transferred to his room, please?" And he got transferred to the room, and he looked to the window. It was a brick wall. So life's what you make of it. And, and this also, this also, I have like a mm-hmm. real life experience. When, when we were little, you know, in Domingo, they, like it floods a lot. Not like flood to like destruction level, but like he floods the street to the point like you might not want to carpet like wet because the water will rise to that level me and my brother went out because we lost something we were looking for and um and my neighbor next to us he had like a fence that was made of wire bingo so it was like a step and that fence made of wire and something fell around there and my brother was searching for and then he got his entire like hand cut he was completely fine until until we made him aware of the of the wound that's when he started screaming so a lot of that's why somebody may get hurt and they may not like hurt. they might not click until like you actually tell them you're hurt. That happens quite often. <laughs> so my just last little tag as you get back to our regularly scheduled programming. It's almost done. It's one more page. Uh, <laughs> wow. Just, okay. just one more page. 
is that the other meaning of Zaphonat Paneach, the name Yosef was called by, the hidden face, is the code breaker, the decipherer of the cryptic. He would really like Bitcoin then. Because really, really like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> because all of creation, it's binary. This is why you can know people before you know people if you really pay attention mm-hmm. to characters and things like that. This is why being Avengers and Zadaka League and Teen Titans is such a cool thing because you literally have these anointings that fall upon you and like. I was able to see it, you know, and then some some kind of way it clicks and it resonates with you, you know, and you're just like, oh yeah, I kind of I kind of dig that, Talking you know. Talking about binary. Yeah. Gematria. You see, yeah, and the numbers, the gematrias, and so you realize too that when you're finding stuff and you're sharing it, those abilities that you see in the actual characters are reflections of what you do spiritually. So it's not that we're trying to be a superhero. It's like we are, and this is a reflection over here in the comics to show you, you know, what your abilities are. <laughs> so I just think that's like super amazing to think that there's like this coding. And like if we learn how to read it, which is the Torah, which is the oral Torah, which is Yosef. If you think about Yeshua. it, Hashem made it very simple by just making it 22 letters. As a matter of fact, 22, in the 22, take it to place. in the 22 or 11, <laughs> in 22 or 11, in the Gematria books, it talks about how the English language and the Russian language are like, on all the other languages, how you're like baseless and non-important because they use use message across. But the Torah is made to create everything. Yeah. And and. Get back. All right, train starting again. Train. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he's gone. Probably. We just gotta catch up. <laughs> All right, here we got go. Got a ton of that. Physicians warn people not to even mention the word dog or rabbit dog to the victim of such a bite, as it brings to mind associations which may prove fatal for the victim. Such people have been known to imagine seeing the future of such a dog even in their urine. At any rate, the reason we mention this is to demonstrate that here the requirement to look at the very symbol of what bit them had therapeutic effects for the victims instead of the reverse. This demonstrates the, mani- the magnitude of the miracle. God's purpose in commanding Moshe to make a snake and for the people to focus on it was to show them that it was not the snake that causes death. Compare- oh. Don't fight the, or don't kill the hit message. Yeah. So that's the whole thing like God, about he, Mashiach Yeshua. It it's yeah. the sin. Don't look at try to figure him out. Figure out the fact that he's showing us sin. Like this is not right. Get it out of here. And we're like, no, he's just a good Jew. No, isn't that Joseph's son? No, isn't he? You know, blah blah blah. And it's like, no, like he's giving you everything. He became sin to show us. He's the water, the mirror. He's the mirror. The cop, well, yeah, the cop. Well, the when copper, he made the copper's leg and he was in there. And that was to glorify himself. He, he's doing the opposite of what. Of and what, the shiny oh, labor was. The opposite covered. of what the co- people yeah, the are labor that they suggested to. to clean themselves. Wow. Because they told him to come down. Which also <laughs> is what the wife is like. And he was like, oh, nope, not on. listening. Just trying to bring that back in. I'm going to be up here for a few hours. Y'all just uh, carry on with temple service. I got it. <laughs> Nailed in the face. Oh, really? Yeah. As we're talking about crucifixion. I know, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> you just had to hammer that one in there, didn't you? <laughs> right. 
raise it up. Let's go. Okay, anyways. Raising <laughs> uh, <laughs> the stakes. Oh, Wait, you, you wow. Find about, um, no, I did not, unfortunately. Did well, you finish your eight though. paragraphs? Yes. Yeah. You did? Yes. Oh, yes, you could. There's more. There's more. <laughs> if you want to go through code 33. <laughs> <laughs> what? Switching from to Talmud? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, Zola. So, from Shilaf and Balaturim, uh, it's talking about Moses sent them forth, sent the, you know, the spies forth. And it says, the final letters of these three words spell Cham, Chama, son, right? This indicates that Son? Mo- yes. Yes. What? Yes. What way. word is it? Chama, right? Oh, like the son. Okay. Son. Like the Moshe son. Yes. Okay. This indicates that Moses told the spies, escort the son into the city, where Ooh. a person should always enter a city with that which the Torah describes as key and depart with Kito. That's Yeshua talking to the two by twos. If they accept your message, good. If they don't, shake the dust off. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you just dab? No, that was <laughs> not what that was. That he went like that he says that he wishes he could go back in time. He wishes he could go back. And then Hashem tells him that if they didn't listen to the prophets, they won't listen to a dead person that yeah. came alive. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, I have a question. Uh, the Josh says. Okay. Says Moshe's what page? Uh, 261. Yeah, like, says Moshe, Moshe's <laughs> the man. Spell two ends. The source is out to Tani Tav, which, or Tet, which is what, 14 or whatever? What part of the page? Middle of the page, third box. Okay. Little bullet bullet. And Moshe's... Oh, the manna. The manna. Okay, it's in this... Is it... Oh, snap. Is it... Wait, this the manna came in the merit of Moshe. The bread from heaven came in the... Yeah, Mashiach came in the merit of Moshe. That's why he says, one who comes after me, you must listen to him. Yeah, because Mashiach is the bread from heaven. Aaron bought the cloud of glory, man bought the well. Moshe bought Yeshua. Wow. Wow. Which Mo- which Mashiach's name is called the cloud, by the way. Hasis brings cloud. that down. Water. Cloud. Cloud. Yes, cloud is the name of Mashiach. But then we do know oh, that minute, Mashiach is called well, the rock, okay, the well. We were, talking about, we were talking about earlier um, how... how, how how there was a ton of people going with um with um, Moshe, so it was like you were mentioning like the whole DFW. Yes. Um, made of clouds following right. the, the, the uh, Israel. Uh-huh. And and you just mentioned that the name that name for Hashem is cloud, so it was like Hashem was following them. Yes. Which is infinite. To, uh, yeah. So, so it was like who's following who? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, no you. <laughs> yeah. No you. Uh, A R A passes with losers. Well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> D passes with losers. A. Um, and it said, no, a generation has never been as righteous as the one with. Miriam that was Rahman epic. That right there, yeah. Yeah. Um, no generation as great as that, huh? Yeah, but it's always interesting because it's like Yeshua was all three of them. That is. Um, which. Yep. The most. The most. 
a holy generation had, had to, to be reincarnated as one man oh. that became the most wicked no. person in existence. Like, the perfect... We're talking about the... Uh, me, and, me and him were talking about how the Abaddon was the eighth, the... the uh, new beginnings. Or new be- yeah, new beginnings of Gehenna. Yeah. It's like so, it's just that much more powerful. We're talking about like, uh, it's basically Yeshua is like so, not just perfect the sin, but then go one step further. Yeah, because Which he went like, back to the second Adam. Yeah. He took us outside of death. So, I want to tag to that. I'm trying to find this verse from Bami Bar because um, Numbers 14, 15, there we go. So check this out. So in Bamibar 14, 15, it says, If you put all these people to death, which we know is the death of Mashiach and Gematria. And then it says, Leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this real report about you. If you look at the Hebrew, it says, Vehemata ha'am hazeh. Ish Echad. Ish Echad. Like one man. So if you slay the whole congregation of Israel, it's like killing a man. Setups. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Setup tag. You did not just do that. I got a show enough pinkest here. They don't even have any. You know what I mean, some. Yeah, you know they ain't gonna have no commentary on that. Darkness is a light in and of itself. Okay. <laughs> the darkness. By your lack of information, mm-hmm. I submit information. Okay, so here's the deal. So Shona Pinkis on Parasha Korak decided to drop this commentary like it was okay. But um, let's see here. He's talking about how everybody's connected. Over the body. I think it was page two. Hang on, stand by. Source this out real quick. Okay, here we go. Uh, Page 5. So it says, Man's body is made up of many components, including 248 organs and limbs and 365 sinews. They are all merely man's flesh, but they are not the man himself it 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 is the three major elements of the soul the nefesh the ruach and the neshama within the man the three things the mm-hmm. three manifestations of mashiach yeah the three individual man so the well the clouds of glory the manna that's the nefesh the ruach and the neshama which are within the man which is all of israel ke'ishechad and it says that this is what's called Adam. This is what's called man. So we have a picture of the second Adam with looking at the generation in the wilderness. Then it says that similarly, the general structure of the nation, here it is. The, na- the structure of the nation of Israel is composed of 248 limbs and 365 sinews. They're the body of Mashiach. Yes. The Zadakim of the generation are its Nashama supplying the life force for that generation. Chasim Sofer, Mishpatim. It is well known that the nation as a whole is analogous to a single human being and its name. 
is Yisrael. The preeminent members of Yisrael who are closest to Hashem represent its brain and neshama. That brings a whole new meaning to like when it says in the Torah, like in the body of Messiah and all that. That's so cool. Okay. It's not nothing new. It's not nothing, nothing new. Okay. This is uh, Korah. We uh, we ate Mah- Mahimam. Mahimam, the faithful shepherd. Oh, faithful shepherd uh, drop? You, uh-uh. Moses talked about the command to redeem the first slain. And that if one does not redeem his nefesh and ruach and the shama in the Torah, he's destined to reincarnate again. He also speaks about the three times of exile and the last redemption. So it's almost like our three redemptions were atoning for each one of the people that Yeshua had to come back and um, atone for. Namely, Adam, Yisrael. Well, even more so, the three Miriam, Oh. oh, Moshe, with the three levels of Yeshua's spirit. Oh, so, snap. Or, you know, I guess one of them was Nefesh, one of them was Ruach. Uh, I mean, I guess Miriam would be the Neshama because she's a female. What's the Gematria 81? Ooh, oh, that's not so Because Mim, Mim, Ali. Oh, my. Moshe, Miriam, yeah, and Aharon. Wait, what is the Gematria website you guys use to look up? Or Chadash. Get you some. Come on, get you, you some. Oh, you gonna look for eighty one in there? Yeah. If it's in here. Nope, it's not in here. Oh, okay. It goes from eighty to. What's eighty represent? Just out of curiosity. Eighty represents um, overpowering and magical powers. What? Overpowering magical power? Overpowering, and then there's another chapter called Magical Power. So it says, the the quality associated with men reaching the age of 80 years is that of power or, or might. Simply put, his this refers to the ability of men to overcome any obstacle that stands in his way in dealing with an enemy. For example, Jehura enables a man to overpower his opponent. The power that he wields over an antagonist indicates great strength. Might refers to the situation which one party proves to be more powerful and the ability to gain upper hand. Obviously, the ultimate uh, Gevura is wielded by the by only only by God, who is, who in the rabbinic literature literature is described with the phrase from the Almighty. In other words, God is one of the uh, absolute which is one with absolute might. He called creation into existence and can easily overpower any force at will by negating its existence or by other divine means. Where his phrase is used to describe man as the mighty one, it need not to be exclusively identified with the powerful soldier who uses his physical strength to defeat his external foe. It is equally applicable to the internal show of strength exercised by one who upholds the word of God to overpower his evil inclination by not sinning. Who is who is the mighty one? One who overpowers his inclination. Overcoming and over or overpowering your 
evil inclination is as Might. if you're like a mighty strong one on the level of like magic type stuff. Well, the magic chapter is after this one. This one, he was comparing you that overpowering your evil inclination is just like as good as overpowering an external obstacle or foe that tries to defeat you. Wow. What if I told you the only true obstacle between you and anything is your Yitzhakara? Uh, first use of Ba'am, which is that the first use of Kamacha 81. Oh, the Hav deal. Tag. Come on. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't you mean can't to tag say. in the middle of celebrating. Ah, ah, ah. Two seven. Okay, go ahead, Bazak. You're talking about the magical power stuff, which I now just got to reading, and it says one negative application of uh, Geura can be found in the Torah prohibition regarding the use of magic and the black arts. The Hebrew term magic is a concentration of the phrase the heavenly spiritual agents. Black magic employs that traits of Gehorah is to manipulate forces in the spiritual realms that they do men's abiding, men's abiding, position of unnatural authority over these forces. The Talmud relates the story that, that the story of the great scholar Shimon ben Shetak who captured and hanged 80 witches on one day. Ooh. He, here, the number 80 is found in the context of Gehorah. He relates back to overcoming magic. The, the, the country that was best known as the hotbed of witchcraft was Egypt. The Egyptians made use of magical forces to overpower others with magicians as the king's special advisors. Egypt imposed its authority over the civilization to become the superpower of the ancient world. They enslaved the children of Israel for 210 years. They used, um, they used using black magic, black they magical supernatural. They used magic for enslavement. Yeah, which I have another tag after that. But like, the, uh, this, this, this is an idea because you would think yeah. you, you would think there's so many Jews that I mean they could do a good uh, like they could rebellion like they could do a good rebellion revolution everything rebel and then like, come out alive even if some of them die and you think they'd be still be brave enough so I guess since they followed Torah or at least somewhat they still had the they, they, they somewhat Dang. were saved by Hashem they didn't use the magical arts that they that the Egyptians used and that's how come they were still enslaved because because. Jews are capable of a lot. As a matter of fact, we were watching the Naked Archaeologist the other day, and most of the most of the world's like most visited or tourist places were made by Jews, like the pyramid. We know that it was made by Jews, and the and the Roman Roman Colosseum was uh -huh. also made by Jews. What? Yeah, because when the Romans came and attacked and and, and, and broke the temple, um, they took all the Jew the Jews treasure and they made it like into an art museum. Of, of, of what the Jews had and the reason wow. we get all that insight is from Simeus or it's a, it's a philosopher from the Roman times that he wrote all that down like in his diary, diary whenever the Romans were attacking the, 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 the Jews and then they took all the stuff and put them into like a museum and then they put the enslaved Jews along with some other along with some other um, of, the, of their slaves to build the Colosseum so the Jews are likely the gladiators in uh, likely gladiators in um, the Colosseum. 
The who? An elaboration of the letters of she and he, and the places where masculine and feminine are referred to in regard to the well. Every Shimon says that the spirit in the water is the Holy Spirit that elevates Ooh. so that the waters will flow. The important point is that in everything there is a requirement to arouse something from below by action or speech, uh. incantations, and display some, some similarity to the act. And then the arousal from above will take place. Robert Shimon talks about the well being divided into 13 streams and overflowing all directions. We're learning that most people do not know how to call upon God in truth and arouse actions above, and that God is only near to those who do. The children of Israel said things which were matters of truth in order to arouse the well. Even sorcerers have to say some truth in order to awaken actions. The difference between most people and the righteous is that the righteous know the essence of words. The difference between um, a magic and any other language right. is ours. Is actually has essence to our words and, and they now and they know how to direct their hearts and desires to god more than the more than those who are not as knowledgeable they draw blessings from the area of thought that is chokma when they call on god he is ready for them and when they're in distress he is with them he honors them in, the, in this world and the world to come wow so you completely just explained the whole greasy grace movement being a sham because one who believes that God is it and he can do it all and I don't have to do anything. According to that, uh, in order for anything to happen above, there has to be some kind of action below. And we mirror when we praise him. That's right. Yeah, it's funny because it says uh, in action. Or do you indicate some similarity to the act? Yeah, which means you do something. Well, we're coming up on the end of our departure from the garden. So did we, did we find the 81? Did we ever find the 81? Uh, yes. Anoki. Anoki, what is that? I wrote myself Stop down that. and gave it to you. Which is the same oh gematria as and, and the man lived. And, uh, yeah, we, I, we forgot to tag to and share. Separate. We found these. <laughs> and who? Hasu, Hasu, Bob, Hasu Bob, uh, El Hadam, God, the man. Whoa, uh, 81? Uh, yeah, two, mm-hmm. Bereshi 219. I don't think that's how it would have been translated in English. But no, it would El not be translated Hadam, in English. God, the man. The, uh, the so, so taking the acronym of the three hands, the three redeemers, the Kehod Humash and Hasidic Insight says that Moshe Aharon and uh, Miriam are called the three hands, and they are the ones who are the redeemers for Yisrael. They're the leaders and all that. So you see, when you take the first letter of each of their names, it comes up to be the man God. Vayochel v'chai, and that's like to eat and live. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Vayochel v'chai, v'lama, which that that is something you're learning, right? Lema means why. Oh right, okay, so and why, why? All right. Anybody got anything else they want to share before we? Yavo Bene. Zelah Lehem. 
Hayom Hazebo, which is what the day that something exists comes. All right. Well, what do we know? What do we know? Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temet Vekaye Olam Natah Betocheinu Baruch Atah Adonai Noten HaTorah Amen Well, blessings to everyone and Shalom. This is Avenger Teen Titans Adakali Yadi El Adonai Yadi El Yohei Alright, good night guys. <laughs> good night.